Blog Talk Radio. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom. I give myself, I give myself. 
defend or help another person, to intervene between parties with a view to reconciling differences. Now, that last part really struck a nerve within me to intervene between parties with a view to reconciling differences and understanding that in intercession, when we go before the throne of God on the behalf of others, our focus is the reconciling of them back into the Father. It is to have their understanding enlightened, to open it up for them to receive the will of God in their lives, for them to recognize God's hand on their life and his movement within their life. So it's important that when we intercede that we're our, our ear, our ear is pressed against the heart of God. It, we need a sure word from him in our intercession. We are to pray thetically, and that simply means that we are to pray the will of God into the atmosphere. We talked a little bit about this yesterday, that we don't just come in agreement with somebody because they ask us to. Before we agree on their petition, we need to hear from God and understand what it is we are agreeing to. God God may be speaking something different than what they're asking us to pray for. So it's important that as we embrace the, the ministry of intercession, the, the call to intercede, that we're embracing it with the proper knowledge and mindset. And that is to call God's spirit into our prayer not just saying what we feel is right. It is not about what we Think what our mind is saying in our intercession. It is about what is God saying? What is his will for that person's life? What is his will for the land? What is his will for our churches? What is his will for our families? To get into that place where we're hearing distinctively his voice. And we are rehearsing back to him what it is that he is telling us. Remember, Jesus said that he only does the will of his father. He only says what his father says. He only does what his father instructs him to do. And he is our example. So we need to go forth and do likewise. So in having the heart of an intercessor, we have to have the heart of God. We have to seek his face on a daily basis. We have to hear and attend our ear to what he's saying. One thing that, that my pastor teaches is when we're in early morning prayer, first and foremost is we always have the word of God with us so God can speak to us in and through his word. And secondly, we need to listen. We can start off interceding and praying, but we have to get to a place where we are quiet and silent before God so we can hear what he is saying to us. Vitally important. If you're having a conversation with someone and you're doing all the talking and you never allow them to speak back to you, that's rude. That is very, very rude. So we don't want to be rude in our time with the Father. So even in our intercession, there is a time of quietness. God, what are you saying? I want to clearly hear what you're having me to speak because prayer is rehearsing back to him what he has decreed and declared for the land. As we were praying this morning in intercession, for the land and, and for New Bethany and for the people of God, there was a, a call, a clarion call that the prophets would be loosed in the land. Why? Because God said that he does nothing in the land without first revealing it to his servants, the prophets. So we need to hear from the prophets of God. And the prophets of God will echo the, the sentiment of God, and the intercessor's job is to pick that up and run with it. The prophets will write the vision and and they will make it plain so that the intercessor can come, pick it up, and run with it. So we need a prophetic voice in the land. The land has been silent for so long. Why? Because nobody wants to respect the prophetic voice of God, his will in the land. It's not about a title. It's not even about the office of the prophet. It is about the, the prophetic voice of God going forth in the land. We really aren't talking about titles here because there's a whole lot of people running around with a whole lot of titles that mean absolutely nothing. They self-appointed themselves. So their titles have no weight. And it means nothing. I'm talking about the ones that have been handpicked by God 
to establish his will in the earth realm. And we as ambassadors to the kingdom of God, that's part of our assignment to cry aloud and spare not. What are we crying for? We're crying for the will of God to be established in the earth realm. We're crying for the warriors to align themselves, to pick up their, their, their battle axe, to pick up their word of God, their sword, and to properly learn how to use it. That's something else that we have to deal with with the call of intercession. What is your weapon of choice? It's got to be the word of God. And if you have not studied the word, if you don't have the word deep within your spirit, then you don't have the proper weapon to use. And if that be the case, then you're going to get in the midst of the battle and be torn asunder. The enemy is well-skilled in what he does. So we as intercessors, as the children of God, we have to be well-skilled as well. We've got to learn our word. We've got to get our word written on the tables of our heart. This land, this country in which we live, the United States of America, is in a battle just to keep the word of God alive. They've taken it out of the schools. They've taken prayer out of the schools. They literally are trying to take it out of the church because they don't want the servants of God to go forth in the things of God, to speak forth what's in his word. So we've got to get the word of God written on the tables of our hearts. So that when God wants to use us, he has something to draw from. You may not have your written word with you, but if you have the spoken word of God on the table of your heart, then it doesn't matter because then you still are equipped. You still have your sword. You're still ready to go forth and to do battle. And that's what he's called us to as intercessors. It's a wonderful time to be alive in the kingdom of God. It's a wonderful time to, to, to be equipped to do what, uh, what God has called us to do. I thank and praise them for equipping the saints and for giving a clarion call for the warriors to take their place, for the watchmen to align themselves on the wall. We've been silent for so long. And in our silent time, we've allowed the enemy to come in and wreak havoc in the land. But God has called his people to a time of aligning ourselves with him, to, to cry aloud and to spare not. What are we crying for? We're crying for the will of God to be done in the lives of his people. And it's time out for taking a back seat. It is time now to come to the forefront and not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ, not be ashamed to stand on the principles of God, not be ashamed to speak forth the laws of the kingdom of God. We've gotten too politically correct. Now it's time to get kingdom correct. And when I say that, I don't mean to beat people down. I don't mean to take the word of God and to condemn anybody because that's not what God called us to. He called us to draw them out of darkness with loving kindness. We are to love them out of the dark into the light. And as beacon light, we are those that they will follow as they come out of darkness. When you're in a dark place, you're looking for light. You're looking for some way to get out of that place. If that dark place is within the recesses of your mind, sometimes it's within your emotions, sometimes it's just literally in the world around you. I can remember as a teenager shutting off all the lights and sitting in my room and just rocking, trying to hold on to my sanctity because of everything that was going on in my life. That was a dark place. And what was I looking for? I was looking for some kind of light. I was looking for a ray of hope to keep me going. There are so many out there today that are looking for some kind of hope, something to say that life is worth living, something to cause them to rise up and be accounted, to say that, yes, your life has value. And when we don't take our rightful place on the wall, when we don't take our rightful place in God, then we forfeit someone else's life. It's not about you. It's about God using you to draw others to him. 
That's part of becoming an intercessor, to be able and to be willing to go and to do what others won't, to be willing to go and to traffic into the spirit realm. God will take you places that you've never even dreamed of and will cause you to speak a word into the life of people that you've never, ever met. And it's part of your ministry of intercession. It's part of that reconciling. So we've got to be willing to yield ourselves, to yield ourselves. Remember, our focus over these seven days is to become worship. That is our whole focus in in this time of coming together for these seven days, becoming worship. Part of becoming worship is yielding ourselves as an intercessor, yielding our hearts, our minds, our bodies, our spirits unto God, saying, Lord, you can use me in any way you deem appropriate because I belong to you. I'm yours. So whatever you want to do, do it, Lord. Whatever you want to use me for, use me, God. But we're too busy telling God how we want to be used. We're too busy trying to tell God what we will and won't do, what we will and won't put up with, what we will and won't stand for in our relationships with others. Do you not realize that ministry is about people? (laughs) It is about people. So when we get hardened hearts and not allow the spirit of God, the love of God to flow through us into the lives of people, we have forfeited and aborted that which God has called us to, which is why the enemy uses people to come against us, to get us into that mindset that, no, I don't want to help, I don't want to do, I'm not going to deal with it, because then we forfeit their blessing. We forfeit our ability to be a blessing in the lives of somebody else. So we, we, we've got a lot of work to do within ourselves to align ourselves to what God has called us to. We, we do. There's not one of us that can boast to say we have arrived, that our love walk is all that it needs to be. God is still working in and through each and every one of us. We thank God that most of the time our little emotional rants and raves don't last as long as they used to, and we're much better at releasing grudges now than we once were, but we've not arrived. We've not arrived. We need to keep working at it. And times like this, times of pouring ourselves out before God, will help us to align ourselves to what he's called us to. This is about emptying ourselves so that he can fill us all the more. So we thank God. We thank God on today that we can choose to worship, we can choose to be in his presence, we can choose to be used of him. In his presence are wonders, wonders evermore. Hallelujah. The word of God says that they that know their God will do great exploits. It is in his presence that we get to know him. And part of the exploits that we can do is stand in the gap for the land. We also have to to embrace the fact that even as bad and as evil as we see the land is and all that we see going on in the land and round about us, God still has his remnant. God still has his people, and his spirit outranks the lording principalities over the land. We need to understand that so that we're not constantly just rehearsing what the enemy is doing. Rather, we are rehearsing the move of God in the land. We are giving voice to what God has called into existence in the land. Hallelujah. Not just talking about how evil it is, not just talking about how bad it is, not just talking about the lack and and, and all the sin that's going on, but instead we're giving praise unto God. We're allowing him to be worshipped in the midst of it all. I live in Las Vegas. They call Las Vegas Sin City. But guess what? God said that where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. So therefore, I don't see this as Sin City. I see this as Grace City because the grace of God has kept this place intact. The the fact that there's a remnant, a holy people in the midst of this wicked and perverted land has kept this place from being destroyed. So we're thankful today. We're thankful that in the midst of it all, we can yet be used of God. In the midst of it all, we can yet yield ourselves to the call of God that's on our lives. 
are, we thank him, we thank him, we thank him today. We were praying this morning, and, and as God was, was giving the utterance, it was a matter of coming against that sleep and slumber spirit that has attacked the body of Christ, that deaf and dumb spirit that has attacked the body, that has caused us to shut down, that has caused us to be asleep on our pulse. It's time to wake up. It is time out for sleep and slumber in the things of God. There's been a, a, a sleepy spirit that has been unleashed on the body. But we're coming together to take a stand in Christ to say no more. We're calling the warriors to come forth. We're calling the intercessors to rise up. We're calling that deaf and dumb spirit to fall off of their ears so they can clearly hear the voice of God and clearly articulate it into the land and into the atmosphere. So that's part of what we're doing. We're, we're sending out the clarion call for the watchmen to get on their Pulse. It's time. It is time. It is time. It is time. And we understand that the watchman will make up a small remnant of the body. So don't be moved just because nobody else is doing what God has called you to do. You be used of God. You yield yourself to God. You allow him to work in and through you. Can one person make a difference? You better believe it. And as you take your post, as you stand in the things that God has called you to, you will draw others to do the same. And before you know it, you're no longer one person standing. You're two, and then you're three, and then you're four, and then you're making up a host, the host that God has called for in the land. So it's, it's like I said, it's an awesome time. It's an awesome time to be alive. It is an awesome time to know that the hand of God is upon your life. Hallelujah. It is an awesome, awesome time. So we're going to take a little praise break right now. Hallelujah. And we're going to do a little worship and be thankful for what God has called us to. And let our focus be being used of him, being poured out as his servant, as his offering. Hallelujah. We give him the praise. Glory.
wanna be where you are. Gotta be where you are. Come on, raise it before I'm sick. Wanna be where you are. Gotta be. Gotta be Isaiah, the 60th chapter, the first verse, Um, and I want you to hear it from the Amplified, because we're speaking about allowing God to pour us out as intercessors. We are speaking about becoming worship, and as I was sharing a few moments ago about the spirit of slumber that has fallen, but fallen on the body of Christ, and, and that deaf and dumb spirit that has caused us to shut our mouths when we should be crying aloud and sparing not. We're calling forth a spirit of travail in the land, a spirit of alertness in the land so that we can take our rightful places on the wall as watchmen so that we can see the enemy's plans and devices afar off and stop him in his tracks. He doesn't need to get into our homes. He doesn't need to get into our churches. He doesn't need to get into our hearts. If we can see him from afar off and stop him there, then we can continue on, not lose our focus, not lose any 
footing and we can go and continue to soar in God and the things he's called us. But I want to speak to your spirit right now. For those of you that know there's a call on your life of intercession, you know that you have been called to be a watchman on the wall. You know that you have been called to pour yourself out unto God. I want to speak to your spirit right now. And that's why I want to read this out of the Amplified so that you can understand and hear the voice of God. It says, arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine. Be radiant with the glory of the Lord. For your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Hallelujah. Arise, arise. Let me say that again. Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. How often do we allow the circumstances of life to beat us down to a place where we're no longer pliable in God's hand? Only thing that we can concentrate on is how tired we are, how weary we are in the journey. God said, weary not in your well-doing. He is your strength. He is your strength. He is the one that gives you power to endure the race, power to keep going. He is the one that lights your path so that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt your footsteps have been ordered by him. If you're in a place right now in your life where you are too weary to lift your hand, you're too weary to give up yourself unto God, then you are carrying more upon yourself than God has called you to carry. He said that he will not give you more than you can bear. So when we take on the cares of the world, we take on the cares of those around us, we allow them many times to bury us so that we're not pliable in the master's hand. But remember what Timothy said. Timothy said a good soldier does not entangle himself in the cares of this world so that he may please the one that called him to soldier. We have to learn to give it over to God. We have to learn that though we pray and we stand in the gap for others, we don't carry the burden to where it buries us. There is a burden within us, and it's the burden of the Lord to stand in the gap. But all we're doing is being the mouthpiece of God. We get so entangled in the things of what the people are going through that we take on their spirits, we take on their cares and their woes, and we allow it to stop and hinder us in the flow of God. When you're walking in his flow, when you recognize and understand that it is him that gives the increase, it is he that brings about deliverance, it is he that is the healer, it is he that is the provider, it is not your job to be the Holy Spirit, it is your job to be used of the Holy Spirit. So when we focus in on that, then we can release a lot of the junk that we're carrying around with ourselves. We can give our families to God. We can give our circumstances and our situations to God and keep going. Keep going. We get into that place of knowledge, of knowing that we know that we know that God's got our back. God will work that situation out. God did not call us to a time of worry. Now, I'm saying, and hear me, hear me, because I don't want to confuse you. When I say about that sleep and slumber spirit, that is a spirit that has caused us to shut down. But hear me, the word of God says not to worry and wrestle with those things and not to sit up late eating the bread of sorrow because God has given his beloved sweet rest sweet sleep. There's a difference in that. There's a difference in the spirit of sleep and slumber that has caused you to shut down and be enclosed in a closed place and the spirit of freedom and liberty in God that will cause you not to worry, that will cause you to release it unto him, that will cause you to recognize and understand his hand of grace and of mercy is upon your life. And it is in him that you put your trust and your faith. It is not in your job. It is not in the doctor. It is not in your home. It is not in your money. But it is in him that your faith lies. And you can trust him to make a way out of no way. You can trust him to be your healer. You can trust him to be your reconciler in your relationships. You trust him. 
so you're not bogged down with all the cares and the worries. This is all part of becoming worship. How can you be worship when you're so entangled and entrenched in everything that's going on around you? I can attest to being at a place where something had me so bound that I could not lift up my hands and praise. How can I expect my heart to be in a place of worship if I'm so bound? There is liberty in God. There is liberty in his love. There is liberty in the knowledge that, you know what, God, I can't do nothing about my circumstance right now, but I know you got it, so I'm going to keep going in you. I say this all the time. I let people do them. I'm going to do Jesus. And I mean that from the depths of my heart. It's not just a cliche for me. What I'm saying is that I refuse to get tangled up in the things that the enemy has set as a trap for me. He has distractions all around us. And he's so cunning and conniving with it that we fall into the trap without even realizing it because we think, oh, well, we're supposed to be concerned about that. My concern is to give it over to you, Lord. That's my concern. Father, how would you have me to handle this? What is my strategy for this day? Why do we rise up early in the morning and seek the face of God? So that we can get our strategy for the day. So that we can see, as I said before, far off before the enemy comes. Do you not know God knows what, hold, what the day holds? So if you can get in his presence, he can reveal it unto you. He can show you the way out so you don't get entrapped. You don't get caught up. He knows. Matthew 6 and 33, first seek ye the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Why do you think he told you that? He says if you seek him. If you rise early and seek him, he will be found of you. He who knows all things, he who holds all power will be found of you and will allow you and give you the strategy that you need for that day. He will give you the deliverance that you are seeking. He will give you the provision that you need. He will be Jehovah Nissi, your banner. He will be Jehovah Jireh, the one that goes before you and makes provision for you. He will be all those things to you, but you've got to purpose in your heart that I'm going to seek you, God, and as I seek you, I'm not seeking you telling you what I want. I'm seeking you to ask you, what do you want? What will you have of me to do? You created me to willing to do of your good pleasure. What is your pleasure today, God? How will you use me today? Because, see, in there, in that place, I find my gratitude. In that place, I find my gratification. I find my purpose. It is in that place where we pour ourselves out to him so that he can fill us all the more with himself, that our purpose is realized and all things come together for our good. We rehearse that all the time, all the time. God said all things work together for, his, for your good. But what was the next line? All things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Do you love him today? Is it just lip service, or are you showing forth the love you have for him by allowing him to use you however he deems appropriate? He created you. He had purpose when he created you. I'm going to drum that over and over until you get it in your spirit. You did not come into existence because a man and a woman laid down. You came into existence because in the mind of God, he had a purpose for you. So he breathed you forth. So on a daily basis, we need to find out what's my purpose for today. God, how will you use me today? And I promise you, life will take on a whole new meaning and a whole new air of excitement. Because no matter where you are, be it in the home, be it on the job, be it in the grocery store, you know that you are available to God. I've been into a gro- in a grocery store, a stranger, a woman I had never seen before in my life, have never seen since, came up to me and just began to tell me about the ailments in her body. And, and on top of that, she was a Caucasian woman. That doesn't happen. 
okay? But I knew at that point in time that there was a purpose for her being drawn to me to tell me what she was telling me, and I said, ma'am, can I pray for you? She said, please. You see, you go about your day being used of God no matter where you are. But you have to get into that mindset of, Lord, I am worship unto you. Lord, I am your servant. Lord, do with me what you will. We've got to come to that place. We've got to come to that place in our relationship with God that he really, really does become master. Yes, he's father. Yes, he's the lover and the lifter of our soul, but he is also our master, which means we give him control over our lives. Where is it that you're trying to get to in life today? Have you asked him if that's the place he's sending you? So we got to stop just going and be sent. We got to stop just doing and be. We got to get to a place where we know that in all things we are giving glory unto God because that is what He's called us to. Hallelujah. I thank God. I thank God for the place that He wants to take us in this hour. It is an awesome place. It is an awesome place of knowing Him. And He had put on my heart today, I didn't have time to do it yesterday because of the prayer. But it was in my heart today to once again go over the declarations that he had given us on January 1st, on the first day, because I want you to get them in your spirit. I'm praying that you will go in and you'll pull down January 1st prayer calendar. It's posted on my site, www.coiletjames.org. It's also posted on uh, Facebook as a note, either on my page or if you're part of the event page, it's posted on the event page too. But I, I, I encourage you, pull down these declarations and speak them over your life. It's very important. It's important to set the tone. This is what God decreed over us for the first day of this year. And because that's his declaration for us, then we want to align ourselves accordingly. We want to make sure that we are walking in the things that he has called us to. Amen. So let's just go forth in our declarations, and I pray that you will align yourself in agreement with them. Hallelujah. I I declare this will be the year I walk in the fullness of all that God created me to be. I declare I will take my rightful place as an ambassador for the kingdom of God. I declare I will walk in victory. Therefore, no attack of the enemy shall prosper. Those being used of my enemy for my destruction will turn from their wicked ways and see the error in their ways. I declare goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the presence of the Most High forever. I declare my life shall not be lived in vain, but will be a testimony to the wonder-working power of God manifested. I declare my seed and seed seed are walking in the knowledge that Yeshua is the Messiah sent to redeem us from our sins. And with that knowledge, they have yielded their lives to him. I declare sickness and disease is forbidden to dwell in my temple because I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, no unclean thing may reside in me. I declare I have the authority to speak into and over the lives of my family and release the power of God to work mightily in them and on their behalf. I declare that my season of prosperity is now. I am enlarging my tents and becoming a greater vessel of blessings. I declare my ears are attentive to the voice of God and with clarity I hear. I declare this is my season of deliverance from every thought that would exalt itself above the thoughts of God for me. I declare windows, doors, and gates have opened on my behalf to prosper me in the things of God and promote me in the eyes of man. 
I declare shalom, shalom over my life and the peace of God that defies understanding is my constant companion. I am whole, nothing missing and nothing broken. I declare that my adversaries have not, I'm sorry, I declare that my adversities have not broken me, but have made me strong to endure to the end that I may win the race. I declare I work, I walk in revelatory knowledge in the mysteries of God. I declare that this is my season of power and might, and I will not allow anything to cause me to abort that which God has placed in me to birth out. I declare my time is now, and I am moving forward in all that God has spoken. Hallelujah. That as we've made these declarations, I would pray that you would take them into your heart, that you would live by them, that you would pronounce them over yourself, that you would come in agreement with what God is declaring over your life for this year. Hallelujah. So we're going to just take the last few minutes. Um, and just go into prayer, hallelujah, into intercession. This is what our focus has been today, to intercede. So we're interceding on our own behalf as well as on the behalf of others. We're interceding for the body of Christ. We're interceding and calling forth the warriors to align themselves with what God is speaking in the land in this hour. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise, O oh God. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy of all the praise. You are worthy of all the glory. You are worthy of all, hallelujah, all that we can pour out into you, O Lord God, all that we can decree over you, Father God. You are worthy. We are grateful unto you, Father God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for taking heart, taking us, Lord, in, into a place in you where we recognize, Lord God, that we want to be who you have decreed us to be. Where we recognize, oh, Lord God, that we want to transcend this mortal earth realm, oh, Lord God, and take our rightful place as kingdom citizens, Lord God. That you can use us, Lord God, in the midst of all that is going on in the land. You can use us, Lord God, to be your mouthpiece, to set the atmosphere, Lord God that, hallelujah, your spirit will prevail. Oh, we give you praise on today, Father. We worship you today, hallelujah, as we desire to pour ourselves out and to become worshipful, Lord God, not to just lift up our voice, Lord, in lip service, but to be that that you have called us to be, Father God. We decree, Lord, that we will yield our lives to you, Father, a, an open vessel for you to continually pour forth your spirit into us, Lord. Use us, Lord, as a conduit of blessings to others. Use us, oh, Lord God, in the ministry of intercession, Lord, that we can stand between, Lord, the, the porch and the altar and cry out. We can stand not, oh, Lord God. We can travail, Father God, for the land. We can travail for the people, oh, Lord God. We desire to be used of you. We desire to see souls coming into the kingdom, Father. We desire, Lord God, that our heart would increase, that heart of love would increase, that we can love the unlovable, O oh Lord God. We can love our enemies, O oh Lord God. We would love those that would desire to despitefully use us, Father God. We will love them into your presence. Hallelujah. For there is transformation in your presence. There is Freedom in your presence, O oh Lord God. As they come into your presence, Lord, the chains and the shackles are broken. They're destroyed, Father. So we thank you, Lord God. Instead of us wanting to do us, we want to do you. We are yielding ourselves daily, Lord God, more and more, that you would have more and more of us to do with what you will. We give you praise. Father, we call from the north, the south, the east, and the west for your mighty army to assemble themselves, that they would take their, their orders, their marching orders, straight from your throne room, O oh God, that as they stand up in the gap to intercede, that they would intercede in your power and might, that it would not be, Lord God, from what their mind can conceive, but it will be from what their Spirit, which is your spirit within them, will speak out. You told us when we know not what to pray, Lord God, that if we would entreat the Holy Spirit, he would tell us what to pray. 
So help us, Lord, to pray prophetically, to speak forth in the atmosphere and in the land that which you are calling for, Lord God. We want to be your mouthpiece. We want to be used of you. Hallelujah. It is, it is our spiritual worship. It is, Lord God, hallelujah, that, that, that honor, that place of honor to be used of you, to submit and surrender all to you. Father, continue daily showing us the areas in our lives that we have yet held back from you, that we have not given you control over. For we want to yield it all to you, Father. We want to hold nothing back from you. Have your way in and through us. Now, Father, I pray for those that have been bound with that deaf and dumb spirit, that have been bound, oh, Lord God, with that sleep and slumber spirit, with that that spirit of depression, oh, Lord God. Hallelujah. Mm. The spirit of procrastination, Lord, that they know the call, but yet and still they've procrastinated and not answered the call. Father, I lift them up to you right now, and I decree, Lord, liberty in their lives. I decree that that which has bound them up, the circumstances, the situations that have caused them, Lord, to step back from what you called them to, Lord, I decree and declare freedom. I decree and declare, Father God, that that which the enemy has meant for evil, you will turn it around to the good. And as they are set free, Lord God, they will bring others out of captivity as well that they are not being set free just for themselves, oh God, but they are being set free, Lord, that they can reach back and bring somebody else up, that they can testify, oh Lord God, to your goodness and to your glory and how you brought them out and how you are the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. And if you did it for them, that you can do it for another as well. I give you praise, oh Lord God, that the, the shells, the blinders are being Falling off the eyes, oh God, so that they can clearly see. Some of them are so caught up, Lord God, in the forest of life that they can't even see the trees in front of them. They block the sun out of their life. But I decree and declare, Lord, that they will see the S-O-N, the sun, oh God, and see the liberty that you've come to give them through your son. I give you praise, O Lord God. I'm calling for the watchmen in the church houses, O Lord God, in God's school where we come to learn of you, Lord God, that they would take their rightful place, Father, that they would stand guard over the souls of those that are coming in. They would stand guard over the souls of the babies, O Lord God, knowing that as soon as the babies come into you, the enemy is right there to try to tear them down. We will take our place, Lord God, and we will cover the babies, oh, Lord God. We will cover the weaker ones, Lord God. You said the stronger ones are to bear the infirmity of the weak. What is that? That is to stand in the gap on their behalf to make sure, oh, Lord God, they are being built up and strengthened in you. We give you praise for that, Father. Continue to have your way in and through us, oh, Lord God. Continue to use the mature saints, oh, Lord God, to speak into the lives of the baby, not to tear them down, not to pass judgment on them, not to always be a naysayer in their lives, but to build them up, oh, God, to build them up in you, to build them up in the way that they should go. We give you praise for it, Father. We thank you, oh, Lord God, as we continue on this time of consecration before you, oh, Lord God. Continue to work in and through us, Lord God. Continue to manifest yourself in our lives. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for those that have written and have called in, Lord, with their prayer requests, oh, God. I just lift them before you, Father God. Hallelujah. You know every name. You know every request, oh, Lord God. I come in agreement for your will in their lives. Hallelujah. Those that need healing, that the manifested healing power, virtue of yours, Lord, is flowing in their lives. Those that need direction, Lord, and clarity on how they should go, Father, I thank you that as a wonderful counselor, you are giving counsel. Those, Lord God, that need the manifestation of provision, I thank you, Lord God, that as our provider, you are providing on their behalf. I give you praise, God, hallelujah, that in all that we need, Father God, you are being that for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for working in and through us, oh, Lord God. 
to get us into the place where we know that we know who you are. It is no longer what we think or that we're guessing at, but that we know that we know. And in confidence, we trust you. In confidence, we worry not because we know you've got it. In confidence, oh God, we will not be shaken by the the attacks of the enemy. We thank you for your hedge of protection round about our families, Lord God, as we pour ourselves out. We thank you, oh, Lord God, that you're keeping them safe from hurt, harm, and danger. We come against the spirit of retaliation on our lives and on our loved ones' lives, Lord God, on our businesses, on our ministries. We decree and declare that the hand of the enemy is cut off. He shall not wreak any havoc in our lives as retaliation for our standing in the gap. We thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, as we cover, we cover our leaders, Lord, our pastors, hallelujah. We cover the leaders of this land, oh God. We cover our leaders in your blood because it is important that the leaders take their rightful place in you. So we thank you, Father. We will make up a hedge around our leaders. It is important that they're in a place where they can hear attentively your voice, that they're not constantly in warfare but that they can get into a place of rest because their armor bearers are true armor bearers. They're making up the hedge around them so that they can clearly hear from you, so they can clearly direct us in your path. We give you praise, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for being our Lord. Thank you for being our Savior. Thank you for being our Father. Thank you for this time, Lord God, of coming together. We give you praise. We worship you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your joy, God. We decree all these things in the precious name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. We decree it to be so. And we thank you, Lord. Thank you for this day, day three, of coming together and pouring ourselves out unto you. We give you praise. I pray that you have been blessed on today. I pray that you will continue in this time of consecration and pouring yourself out before God and keeping him as your focal point. That's what's most important, that you will keep him as your focus during this time, that you will allow him to set in order your year. And it will be a year of great manifestation of his wonder-working power in your life. Be blessed, and I will be back at you tomorrow. And as long as the Lord says the same, God bless you. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus, because you are my everything. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Because you are my everything. Can you say the change in my church? I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Because you are my everything. I worship you, Jesus. Say it to me tonight. I worship you, Jesus. Think of his goodness to you. I worship you, Jesus. Because you are my everything. Tell him I honor you, Jesus. I honor you, Jesus. Yes, I do. I honor you, Jesus. Oh, yes. I honor you, Jesus. Because you are my everything. Somebody stretch out your hand in honor. I honor you, Jesus. Oh, 
honor him tonight. I honor you, Jesus. Oh, yes. I honor you, Jesus. Because you are my everything. I'll say this. I'm in love with you, Jesus. I'm in love with you, Jesus. Is that anybody's testimony? I'm in love with you, Jesus. I'm in love with you, Jesus. Because you are my everything. I'm in love, I'm in love. I'm in love with you, Jesus. Yes, I will. I'm in love with you, Jesus. Oh, yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm in love with you, Jesus, because you are my air. Now say this to him, I'll dance for you, Jesus. I'll dance for you, Jesus. Tell him I'll dance for you, Jesus. I'll dance for you, Jesus. If you tell me to, I'll dance for you, Jesus. Because you are my everything. Now make it personal. Pull them in close. I'll dance with you, Jesus. I'll dance with you, Jesus. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. I'll dance with you, Jesus. Oh, yes, I will. I'll dance with you, Jesus. Because you are, you are my everything. Can you say it? I'll worship you, I'll worship you, Jesus. I'll worship you, Jesus. Every day, every day. I'll worship you, Jesus. All my heart, no matter what it takes. I'll worship you, Jesus. Cause you are, because you are my everything. Just one more time, I'll worship. I'll worship you, Jesus. Yes, I will. I'll worship you, Jesus. That's it. Let me hear you sing to him. I'll worship you, Because you are. One more time before we quit. I'm in love with you, Jesus. I'm in love with you, Jesus. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm in love with you, Jesus. I'm in love with you because you are, because you are my everything. I'm in love with you, Jesus. I'm in love with you, Jesus. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm in love with you, Jesus. Oh, yes, I am. I'm in love with you, Jesus, because you are my everything.